It's a new day for Oregon football. A new era is upon us. Get ready, everybody. All aboard the Dan Lanning train. We've got a new football coach. Instant reactions coming your way. I'm Spencer McLaughlin. This is Locked on Ducks. Here we go. Yes, indeed, we made it. We got through it together, and we've got another head coach. Welcome to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with your team every single weekday. Remember to like and subscribe and give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening right now. Thank you for making Locked On Ducks your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. That is Sonos.com. All righty. The Dan Lanning era has officially begun at the University of Oregon. Lots of stuff flying around on the interwebs and interpersonal communications as well. And it is overwhelmingly positive from what I have seen, and I think there is a newfound energy for the Oregon Ducks football program, which is an exciting time for Duck fans everywhere, wherever you're listening to this particular episode. If you are a, I don't know if spiritual is the right word, superstitious is the right word. If you're a superstitious sports fan and you look for good omens, for any sort of situation, whether it's a play, a coach, a player, I've got one for you to kick off the show today. Dan Lanning is the 35th head coach in Oregon football history, and he is 35 years old. I don't know if that means anything to you. I was taught as a little leaguer that you don't touch the chalk when you run out of the dugout. Why? Because you don't. I was taught that you burn deuces with two balls, two strikes, and two outs with your team up to bat. I was taught that you knock on wood anytime you say something that could be a jinx for a player, a game, a coach, whatever the case may be. So if you're superstitious, just wanted to give you that little tidbit off the top. What we're going to get into today is basically all things Dan Lanning hire related. First of all, for those of you who don't know, we are going to now answer the question to begin the show today. Who is Dan Lanning? The former defensive coordinator from the University of Georgia, the word on him, and I have gotten this and seen it from a variety of people, it's very well sourced, high energy, great recruiter, new school thinker, and a family guy. Not the... uh, Not the cartoon show produced by Seth MacFarlane, which is a fantastic comedy, by the way. One of my favorites. But anyway. Now, this might sound, in that description, a lot like the coach that Oregon just saw go across the country to his alma mater at Miami. That being Mario Cristobal. High energy? Check. Great recruiter? Check. Family guy? Check. New school thinker? I think that's where they differed the most. Uh, that particular description I, I saw from Jeff Schwartz, who if you don't follow on Twitter, you should. He's a great follow, lots of great information, very insightful, very honest, and a funny guy as well. I think Mario's a little bit more old school. I think he wants to, because he's an offensive lineman, he just wants to pound the rock, whatever that looks like. But 
the offensive line under Mario Cristobal was always good. And so Dan Lanning, being a former defensive coordinator, we hope the defense is now going to be the calling card for the Oregon Ducks as long as Dan Lanning is the head coach. So he began as a grad assistant at Alabama not very long ago in the grand scheme of things. He has not been a head coach before. He was promoted to defensive coordinator a couple years ago, or a few years ago, I guess you should say, after Mel Tucker left for Colorado. Mel Tucker, who just got the 10-year, $95 million contract from Michigan State to be the Spartans head coach. By the way, he went 10-2 and this year. They had a lot of really big-time wins, including at home against Michigan in one of the best college football games of the season. But Dan Lanning, the, the word coming out of Georgia and the fans over there is overwhelmingly positive in the sense that we should feel good about this hire. I mean, is it possible it doesn't work? Sure. But right now, with the way that it looks and the, the way that players and coaches and, and media members are talking about this guy... It is a really good-looking hire for the University of Oregon, which is something I talked about in the first episode of the show on uh, on Friday, which is the first one that I'd hosted. If you haven't listened, you can go back and uh, check it out wherever you're listening to this episode right now. But when you are a program like the University of Oregon, you tend to be able to make good coaching hires. The last head coach for Oregon to have a losing record was Rich Brooks, who is the reason that Oregon football is any good today at all. There just haven't been bad head coaches. So the, the foundation and the structure for Dan Lanning to be able to come in and win games is most definitely there. And I think there are two, I'm not going to say negatives, but potential drawbacks with regards to hiring him as a head coach. I'll always be very real with you. Again, I'm upbeat about this hire. I am <laughs> thrilled about it, frankly. I'm okay getting some of that SEC DNA because I've been watching the SEC and a bunch of other conferences for years, and the Big Ten is kind of close, but in the SEC, it just means more. They're just faster. They just play with a different level of tenacity. SEC bias is kind of a real thing. It's also sort of justified. So I am excited to have a guy who has been a coordinator for a team that this year allowed, these are the actual stats, I'm not kidding, 254 yards a game, 9.5 points per game throughout the course of this season. The only team to score more than 17 points this year was Alabama. And Dan Lanning has built up that defense to be an absolute behemoth alongside Kirby Smart. And Lanning was a graduate assistant at Alabama, and then he got promoted, and then he went with Kirby Smart over to Georgia, and then his defensive coordinator. This is his first head coaching opportunity. And it's possible that some of you might have pause about, boy, he hasn't been a head coach before. When we hired Mario after Willie Taggart had left, you know, Taggart had been a head coach. Helfrich had not before that, which, you know, didn't work out in the end, but he did get to a national championship game. But, you know, it's clear he just wasn't a, an overall program builder. He just kind of rode the wave that, that Chip made for him. And then, you know, eventually it fizzled out. And that's okay. But, you know, Taggart had been a head coach. Cristobal, though it hadn't gone great at FIU, he'd been a head coach before. And now we're hiring a guy who has not had any head coaching experience. And that might give you pause, but I want you to consider this. Dan Lanning is a relative unknown. And he's thought of as a very progressive, 
new school thinker on the side of the ball in which he specializes. And he is now going from being a coordinator to being a head coach at the University of Oregon. Can you Duck fans, as I give you a little trivia here, think of anybody in the last couple decades, shall we say, who fits that description? I'll give you a hint. We almost hired him as our head coach, apparently. He was the betting favorite as of Friday afternoon, according to Fox Bet at plus 150, that being Chip Kelly. I'll get to more on that in just a second. But first, the Alamo Bowl is coming up, and if you want to make the right picks, you should check out Prize Picks. If you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's the daily leader in college sports fantasy. They offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world. They offer any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. If you go to Prize Picks and use the promo code Locked On, you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on Embiid combined with the under on Rodgers on the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so the other thought about Dan Lanning with him having an SEC background is, well, is this guy just going to leave if an SEC job comes open in a few years? That possibility is definitely out there. I think we've learned that by now that we shouldn't be surprised that coaches you know, have jobs that they aspire to go to. Here's the good side about that with regards to landing specifically because you know Mario, we knew that the Miami job was the one that he would bolt for, right? Because that was his alma mater. It's where he's from. He's a Cuban-American, and there's a strong presence of, of Cuban-American culture down there in, in Florida. His mom is down there. Like there, there were a lot of reasons for Mario Cristobal to go to Miami. And I think Oregon fans, myself included, had sort of kept an eye on Manny Diaz over the last few years saying, hey, Manny, we'd like to keep Mario. Can you can you win a few more games? And ultimately, he wasn't able to win at the level that they wanted to. But the, the good news about the idea that he could leave for the SEC, it, it's certainly possible. But Dan Lanning originally is from Missouri. He went to high school there, and then he went to William Jewell College, which is a school in Missouri, and then he was a graduate assistant, and you know, I already went through all of that. So the idea that you would leave Oregon for Missouri, to me, is not as feasible as Mario going to Miami, especially because Missouri is not even his alma mater, right? He, he went to a different school in the state of Missouri, but... It's not as if he actually went to school. He was not a tiger, so he doesn't have a personal affinity to that particular state. Now, his roots are in the SEC, so if 
say for instance in uh, two years if Mike Leach is you know just just grinding out seven and five eight and four seasons every year and hasn't had you know more than seven or eight wins in a year then maybe Mississippi State decides eh, this is not uh, the right guy and they decide to move on Lane Kiffin just won 10 games and signed an extension I don't think he would go anywhere but you know Kirby Smart he's not very old doesn't appear to be going anywhere the next thought of course is well what about Alabama well Dan Lanning has to win games to be able to go back there and be and get a head coaching job right is he would have to win at a high level for at least some extended period of time or at least a, a decent amount of time before he could even think about going to be a head coach back in the SEC before any school would even want him right i mean it's not as if it's impossible as i said but i don't see it being as much of a lock of you know if the Miami job comes open we knew Mario was going was going to take that I mean it had been thrown around more often than not I think Aaron Fentress even you know suggested back in 2017 that when the Miami job came open Mario Cristobal would leave lo and behold here we are he gets credit for being right on that particular prediction and that's not an easy thing to do but Anyway, I, I'm not as concerned about that. But the other thing is, if that let's say that let's say that happens, let's say Dan Lanning is here for three to four years, the way Mario Cristobal was. Mario was here for four seasons, one and a half Pac-12 championship games. You know, the Pac-12 barely had a football season. I don't even want to get into that. I don't even know what that was half the time. But anyway. One and a half Pac-12 championships, two and a half Pac-12 championship game appearances, and a Rose Bowl victory as well. Three and one against Oregon State. Like there were a lot of good things that Mario Cristobal did. And remember where the program was when he took it over, right? They had their first losing season since 2004 under Helfrich, and then we fire Helfrich. We think Taggart's the guy. Justin Herbert gets hurt, and then the program is you know, just barely above 500, end up going into the Las Vegas Bowl against our apparent arch nemesis, Boise State. And that was Mario Cristobal's first game. Never forget, the Mario Cristobal era started with a timeout on the first play from scrimmage before anything had happened. So the bar for Dan Lanning's first play is pretty low, barring a pick six from whoever we have playing quarterback at that particular time in the season opener next year against Georgia, which just makes this even spicier, right? I mean, it's going to be Kirby Smart against his former defensive coordinator down in Atlanta in a quote-unquote neutral site game, which, give me a break, it's going to be 80-20 Georgia, even if we as Duck fans travel pretty well. I'm thinking about going to that game 100%. But anyway, let's say in three to four years, Dan Lanning is rumored to be a candidate for an SEC job that has come open. What does that mean? Right? Why was Mario Cristobal a candidate to go to Miami? Not just because it was his alma mater, but because he was winning at a high level. Because he was building the program up and winning a bunch of games. So if Dan Lanning is capable of being hired as an SEC head coach in a few years, that means he's been continuing to win at a high level for the University of Oregon. Which is a good thing. Would I love it if he were able to stay for 10 years or more? Yeah, I would. It would be awesome. 
But you have to be realistic with how the landscape of college football currently plays out. I mean, these coaches are at places for a few years, and then if a better job comes available, they're going to leave. And it's different, right? Mike Bellotti was at Oregon for a really long time. He won a bunch of games, and he didn't leave. I mean, I think if Mike Bellotti has the run that he had with the Ducks now in 2021, or even just you know the last five years or so, there's a chance maybe he goes somewhere else. Now, maybe he doesn't, right? I, I don't know Mike Bellotti. Maybe he really loved Oregon. That was his dream job. Certainly possible. But you just have to think about what the what the world is. Take it as it is, not as you would like it to be, right? It is coaches, and players are doing this too now with the transfer portal. They're going to do what is in their own best interests. And I can't sit here and say that I would act any differently because in my young career, I haven't. I was at my first job for one year. I thought I would be there for two or three, but then another opportunity came available that I didn't anticipate. And then I and I went for it. And it was a better job than what I had before. And the people at my last job completely understood that. It's no different except that fans are involved, right? Because think about your personal life. And, and your job, and your career, when a better opportunity or one that you want comes available, you apply for it, right? It doesn't mean you didn't like where you were working before. I loved where I was working before. I loved the people there. But ultimately, it's about career advancement, and that has just taken fold within the realm of coaching in college football in, in 2021. And I think that that's just something that we have to anticipate is a possibility because you know the rumors with with Wilcox going around and, and Chip Kelly the, the upside there to those two guys is something that I will touch on after I tell you about on location let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game the grand stage the Super Bowl Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more. Plus, accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. Don't compare Built Bar to holiday desserts. We don't want people to feel guilty about enjoying the holidays. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. People are so passionate about their flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. Want to cozy up to something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. So the upside for Justin Wilcox or Chip Kelly was that they were probably not going to leave, right? Chip already left once. He is not going to be welcomed back into the NFL as 
a coach. It's just a reality. And I don't think that a major college program even would offer him anymore. When he came back to college, he was between Florida and UCLA. He, he went with the Bruins ultimately. But I, I don't know if there's a bigger program than Oregon that or, or UCLA that would be willing to make Chip Kelly their head coach right now. And I know that Oregon didn't, but clearly we were willing to if we interviewed him for the job. So when you think about all these coaches and the idea of, well, like, oh, well, what if he leaves in a few years? If that's the case, he has to have won at a high level. I mean, take any, any school. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be an SEC school specifically. No one is going to come and try to hire him in three or four years if Oregon goes seven and five, six and six, and, and eight and four. Right? That's not going to make him a hot name on the market. But if he comes in in three years, he's won over 30 games as the head coach of the University of Oregon. Yeah, people will probably inquire. But that is still a positive for Oregon because isn't the goal to win games, to compete at a high level, to ultimately win a national championship? That's what we're trying to do here. As a fan base, players, community, that, that's what we all want to have happen. So the notion that oh we shouldn't have hired this guy we should have gone with uh with Wilcox or Chip i think is off base if the reasoning behind that hire if you have other reasons like i think Chip still can coach i think Justin Wilcox can coach and he's at a really difficult place to coach football at Cal where i just i don't know how much school even cares about football at this point it seems but that's one thing. But if your reasoning is, well, what if this guy does to us what, what Mario Cristobal just did and he leaves in a few years, then I would say, you know what, that means we won a bunch of games and that we, we're shooting for the moon here, right? Wilcox and, and Chip, to me, felt like kind of safer fallback options. I don't think they were bad fallback options. I think if Chip had been hired or if Justin Wilcox had been hired as the 35th head coach for the University of Oregon, I think they win games to some degree. Do I think they get to a national championship level? Based on the most recent information, no. Wilcox a little bit more of a wild card in there because it's hard to win games at a place like Cal. It's hard to do it at Stanford, too. I mean, David Shaw won a lot of games for a while, and now they can't win any, you know, except for that one against Oregon. I still don't know how that happened this year. Neither does anybody. Even Stanford fans don't know how that game happened. I mean, we don't need to go into the, the final drive. It's just a painful memory at this point. But water, water under the bridge. We're all aboard the Dan Lanning train and looking ahead. I think this is a good hire. I am excited about it and the potential that it has because it's the sort of hire that sends a message of we want to win. We want to go. We want to hire the guy who is going to give us the best chance to win at a high level. And I, I think Dan Lanning, based on the reports that I've seen and the background research that I've compiled about him and just watching George's defense play football, I think he's somebody who can do that. And, you know, Lanning is obviously really excited about this opportunity. And that's something that, that matters, right? That's, that's not insignificant. Because when you offer somebody their first opportunity to be a head coach, their first chance to really make their mark in the college football world and make a name for himself, 
I think that matters. And I think that that will create a certain level of affinity that you can't always find when you hire someone who was a head coach in a different place. And I think that, you know, he's known as a great recruiter. I expect him to be able to bring in good classes at Oregon, especially with the way the Ducks have recruited the last few years under Mario and his staff. I think that it's going to be able to add to the success that he could have and I hope will have on the recruiting trail because he's going to be fired up about his first chance to build a team completely in his vision rather than just as a defensive coordinator. So those are all the initial thoughts, but I've got so many more and to get them, you're just going to have to like and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. I thank you for listening. I will see you right here tomorrow. Have a wonderful day and go Ducks.